Hello, and welcome back to the Stuff I Like podcast with me, Sherry. I'm just going to brain dump, and my first topic is out-of-office messages. I got a really good DM conversation from Jenny. I used to go really elaborate with notes and whatever else. Now, today, I just say I'm gone between this date and this date, inclusive, so that they know that the last date I put is not necessarily the day I come back. And then my second sentence is, I will be back this day at this time, usually 8 a.m. If you have any issues, contact these people at this, you know, email address or telephone number. And for all the topics and issues that I'm working on, I actually list every single one of them. At the very bottom, I put, if there's any other issue that is not covered above, please refer to this person. And I put a general name. I know some people try and get cute with out-of-office messages like, oh, I'll be without cell phone reception and all this other stuff. Basically, I don't put any of that. I just put this information. And if you try and call me, I just won't answer. Jenny, on the other hand, put hers as no backups whatsoever. You just can't reach me. Talk to you when I'm back. (laughs) And I love it. But I just know that if I don't send backups in my out-of-office message, I know I'm going to come back to a full inbox of questions because they won't know who to direct their questions to. Of course, it might end up that it comes back to me anyway, but at least I can provide a name of somebody that can maybe give them an answer for something. And as I told Jenny, honestly, this is more like a professional pacifier. I'm giving them somebody to talk to so they can redirect their question, but I'm fully not expecting it to actually get resolved while I'm gone. It just makes them feel good. It's a soothing feeling knowing that there's somebody else that you can harass while I'm on vacation. My second topic is I recently sold my Sony RX5 105 something or another, RX100 or something like that. Anyway, I sold my old camera and I've sold my previous old cameras for a very, very low price. I think I sold it for something like $500 or $400. And after Poshmark took their fee, I got 300 bucks in the end. Keep in mind, I originally paid close to 1300 for this camera because it was a really good one at the time that I bought it. Then I got a custom grip for it because I couldn't hold it without the grip, which was dumb. Then I got a shield for it at the back so that the lens wouldn't get cracked. And I got a case for it, extra batteries. You know, like I went all out. The camera worked really, really well when I traveled and I got some amazing shots off it. But what I found is that I don't really use it anymore. So the first thing is because it's such a hassle. You have to take the pictures, then remove the SD card or micro SD, pop it into a reader, and then transfer the files off. The second thing is that I usually never carry it with me because I'm just out doing things. And if I want a camera, I can just use my phone, which by the way, has excellent camera taking abilities. With the new phone that I'm gonna get in September, which is the iPhone, what are we on? 15, 16, whatever the new one is, That one has three cameras at the back if you buy the pro version. And I saw some images of that camera on the phone and it's just incredible. The clarity, the colors. At this point, I feel like I don't need an actual separate camera anymore. I'm not a professional photographer by any means. And I don't need to adjust aperture and all the other fancy things that people do. I just set it to auto and I take a picture and that's it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know? <laughs> that's that's how I've always done it. And there's so many other features on a phone camera now, especially if you buy the higher end ones with the three cameras at the back, that I find that it pretty much is on par, if not better than my old camera from years ago. Of course, it's not a perfect solution because obviously if I put my camera in my phone, 
I don't have a separate you know, device to use to take pictures. I have to always swipe up, use my face. Sometimes my face doesn't work, and I'm like, how come my face ID is not working? It's not opening the phone. Then you have to type in the number. By the time you do all that, you know, the heron has already flown off, and you have no picture to take. So it's not quite as easy to take a picture with a phone, but I find that it's easier just because I have it on me all the time for impromptu shots and impromptu videos. So I don't know if the same thing for you guys too, if you've just basically switched everything to your phone, because my phone is now also my wallet. I have all my credit cards in there at the back, plus my driving license in the little slot. I use it to watch videos and do basically everything on my phone. And you can also pay with your phone, with Apple Pay. So honestly, I feel like I just need one device with some cards stuck on at the back and I'm good to go. I even have all of my rewards cards scanned into the app called Stocard, S-T-O-C-A-R-D. And I just scan that rather than bringing the actual rewards cards when I go out. So, I mean, honestly, I don't see the reason of why I would need to bring any more than just my phone and a couple of cards stuck to the back of the phone in a little holder. And the holder that I'm using is Moft, M-O-F-T. It's a sideways holder. It's also vertical. It's a vertical kickstand thing. And it's also good for selfies if you want to put your hand through the gap at the back. It holds up to three cards. So I have my Opus card in there for Metro because I can't scan it off my phone and there's no functionality for that in Apple Pay or Apple Wallet, I should say. And then I have my credit card just in case the one on Apple Pay doesn't work for some reason. And then I have my driving license. For the new phone that I'm going to get in September, I was thinking that because it has that magnetic capability at the back, there are now phone stands that you can use magnetically. So I'm going to see if I can find another case that is magnetic, that has a little hand grip at the back for selfies and other sorts of secure iPhone tasks. <laughs> and then to be able to use it sideways as well to watch videos, because I do like to watch videos from time to time on my phone and to hold a couple of cards. I need maximum three, minimum two. My other topic is I had some bags that I wanted to sell. And then I thought, well, I still really like them. I just find them boring <laughs> because I have so many other bags I can reach for. Why would I ever reach for this one? It's in a blush pink and I have another one in cork. And I still like them both. I still think they're light enough to carry. They're very functional. They're just boring. So I came up with the idea of maybe I could paint on these bags. Then I quickly squashed that idea because I have no artistic talent to speak of. Well, I mean, I have some, but it's not to the level of a real professional artist, you know, like my mother. So I asked her very nicely if I could send her the bag with a couple of pictures. Then she would just take the bag and basically paint my mock-up of what I want. If she manages to pull this off, I think we have a business. <laughs> It'll probably take her forever. I know with my mother, she's a perfectionist. She'll probably take at least half a year just to paint this bag. So I don't think it'd be worth it to resell it. It's just for sentimental value because I would never get rid of this bag now. It would be a bag painted by my mother of specifically what I wanted. And if this goes really well, I have another bag and somebody suggested that I put lemons on there. And I was like, oh, I could do a citrus theme. Yes. So yes, I might do a lemon theme on my next bag. But anyway, let's just go one step at a time and we'll see whether this works out. And this is a good way to upcycle bags. So I'm pretty excited with this newfound idea of mine. If you don't have a mother who's very artistic or anybody else to harass in your life, I did offer to pay for labor and materials and all that too, by the way. You can also go on Etsy 
and you can send a bag to somebody and they'll paint it for you based on what you want. And there's some really good artists on Etsy. The fee is about $500 US per painting and it's not quite as elaborate as the one that I posted, but it's still really good. I mean, these are really good artists and I think it's a brilliant idea if you want to upcycle a bag that you find boring and never reach for anymore. The other topic I want to talk about too is somebody made a really good comment. I can't remember who, I think it's Budgets and Boba. And she put in her stories, how come women always clarify their net worth? They always say, this is all of my net worth or this is my and my husband's net worth, but men never do the same thing. Whenever men post, they say my net worth is, and then you find out that there's a wife, there's three kids, you know, I, I don't know. This is a very nitpicky thing, but I personally think that if you're posting something, you should ac actually clarify if it is your net worth or if it's a household net worth only because there are single people out there who are benchmarking against you. And it's very difficult for them to know, okay, is this individual or is this together? Because if it's individual, WTF, you know, they're thinking, oh my God, I'll never be able to reach that. What the hell did this guy do? But if you find out that it's, well, because he had a wife who stayed at home and did all the other stuff that you have to pay for today, you're like, okay, I feel a little bit better. At least I know it's joint net worth, it's not individual. And that is a complaint that I've heard a couple of times from some single friends who say, you know, I'm trying really hard, but I get so discouraged when I see the net worth because I think it's single, but it's not. It's actually joint. And it just discourages me because I think, oh, I'll never be able to reach that. But then I find out it's joint and I divide it in half and I'm like, okay, I'm there. You know, my journey is still good. I'm, I'm on the right track at least. For the record, whenever I post about net worth or numbers, it's always just my numbers alone. It's never joint. And I never list anything with little bun numbers because basically if the money's not mine, it's not mine. So I'm not going to list it. I also find it really interesting on the point of women clarifying their net worth, whether it's joint or not, that women just get screwed for everything in society. This takes a whole other podcast episode, to be honest with you. But why are women always dragged for being heavier or not quote unquote, taking care of themselves? Like if they don't do their hair, they don't do their makeup, they don't wear the right clothes. We get dragged so hard and people will say, she's not professional, she's not attractive, she doesn't seem like a leader. I mean, that's kind of why you see a lot of women executives and CEOs looking really, really put together. Like they're fit. They, they go to the gym every day. They may not like the gym, but they're going to the gym every day. They're doing their hair, they're doing their makeup because any little slip in this facade means that they have a chance to be dragged somewhere, either privately, publicly, whatever. I mean, if you think about women politicians, they get dragged so hard just for not being put together or for the money that they spend. For instance, if they go for a really expensive haircut, you see them at the spa, you see them unwinding on vacation. They just get so much crap from people saying, why is she wasting her money? Why is she wasting our money? But then a guy can go and do something very similar and everyone say, oh, okay, well, you know, He's the president or he's the prime minister. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, I don't think that Justin Trudeau gets a free pass because he does get dragged for going on these super expensive vacations and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure if he was a woman like Justine Trudeau, he, she would get dragged even harder. There's just such a pressure on women to be completely perfect, virtuous, and yet also keep it tight. And they don't understand the time, the effort, the money that goes into just washing your hair, <laughs> just waking up and washing your hair, doing your face. Listen, I can't even do that for work anymore. So now I'm work from home and I pretend that my video never works. 
but then men can look like slobs and everything's fine, honestly. They can look like slobs and nobody will say anything. And this also goes for women spending money. If I go and buy a really expensive bag, I'll get dragged for that versus a guy that buys a really expensive watch and they'll say, oh my God, what a great watch, you know? Ugh. The double standard is just ridiculous. And don't even get me started on mothers. Don't even get me started on mothers. As oh, I have, so, I have so much to say on this. But you understand what I'm saying. So anyway. And just a quick update on my life. Work is a huge cluster F. I <laughs> Sometimes you just have to laugh because you don't know whether if you're going to start laughing and then start crying at the same time because it's kind of the same thing. Long story short, somebody in finance forgot it was a banking holiday and now we're all scrambling. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. Anyway, I hope that you guys have a really great day or night. I will be inside working while you're all doing other fun stuff. So keep me up to date about your shopping sprees. And yes, I want to know what you're buying. Don't tell me you spent lots of money and then leave me hanging. I want to see pictures. I want amounts. I want to be enabled. Okay, so send them to me. It helps me live vicariously through you. And any of you on vacations, especially to cool places like Japan, hint, hint, Please share all your pictures and experiences with me because I would like to go in the future. I'm not sure when, maybe in 10 years, five years, I don't know. But I will go at some point in the future and I need motivation. That's it for me. Have a great day. Bye.